0: Clubhouse Dance Music with CPR Jose Ortiz on 90.7, 90.7 WTCC and WTCC HG Springfield.
1: Welcome to the revolution.
0: Jesus in the building. Is in the building.
2: Do, do, do that dance. <laughs> Get up and dance. I need, I need that love. Friday night and Friday nights below the clubhouse dance music, 28 years right here on FM radio, 90.7 W T C C. It's Michael Anthony and this is love. C.P.R. with you on Clubhouse Dance Music. Welcome to everybody online at WTCCFM.org, xfreemixradio.com. Also, everybody tuned in at Live 90.7, WTCC, and at WTCCFM.org via the TuneIn Radio app. We are jamming Freestyle in New England tonight, and tonight we have a very special guest coming up. It's Michael Anthony from Artistic Recordings. And uh, we're going to be discussing songwriting. This man has written some of the greatest freestyle songs of all time, and he'll be our guest tonight. CPR with you on Clubhouse Dance Music. It says Randy Kendall on the label. Big red label, Metropolitan Records, but actually it's sung by Michael Anthony. And we're going to talk about that when he gets here. It'll be my first question. What what happened here with this Randy Kendall project? He's going to be our guest. Like I said, he's written some of the greatest songs to ever be played in freestyle. And we're going to play some for you. We kick things off uh, with uh, all-in uh, feature Mr. Michael Anthony from Freestyle Parade volume number two, If This Is Love. And right now in the background is Randy Kendall, hashtag Mr. Michael Anthony himself. And for always, as a matter of fact, Michael Anthony is responsible for the most requested new school freestyle song in all of Clubhouse dance music history. Not only did he write it, but he also sings on it, and we're going to talk about that A little later on, when uh, he joins us right here on Clubhouse Dance Music, we're jamming freestyle in New England, and now the world. And if you didn't know, now you know. day The remake from Pedro Fernandez. Something here entitled "The Forma de Sentir. Hashtag Solo 2. Right here on Clubhouse. Dance music. Big shout outs. Going out to the a r team at Artistic Recording. And uh, that's going out to Miss Cynthia Rivera. She said CPR has to have this. We got to send it to them. It's hot. And she's completely right. You know, she should be the a more often. More work for Cynthia Rivera, that's all I have to say. And more freestyle music coming my way. Just keep it coming. All that good new freestyle exclusively right here. Clubhouse Dance Music and the CPR's Clubhouse Podcast. Cynthia Figueroa, and I must go on. Coming up right here on Clubhouse, we're going to have a live interview with songwriter, producer, and of course, singer, Mr. Michael Anthony is going to be here, and we're going to discuss his entire freestyle catalog. He has uh, some R&B in there, some uh, pop music as well, and uh, we'll talk to him in a few minutes. But once again, in the background is Cynthia Figueroa. And I must go on. We are Clubhouse Dance Music, your number one source for everything freestyle. Clubhouse Dance Music. Dance Dance music. Dance music. Dance music. Music. Clubhouse
0: Dance 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 Music. Your number one source for everything freestyle.
1: You can count all
2: Clubhouse Dance Music. The tradition continues in the background. It's wild style. Take me home right here on Clubhouse Dance Music. Big shout outs going out to everybody online at WTCCFM.org, Extreme radio.com. Everyone checked in at Facebook forward slash CPR's Clubhouse. Of course, everybody listening to 4,000 watts of stereo power at 90.7 FM. WTCC. And coming up next is Michael Anthony and uh, we're going to be talking to him about his career, all the songs he's written, and the future as we continue on in Serenity featuring Sean Davis, Sacrifice.
3: My broken heart led me here Frozen in time in isolation So I built These walls to
4: surround me.
2: C.P.R. with you on Clubhouse Dance Music and of course the C.P.R.'s Clubhouse Podcast and live in the studios we have Artistic's Michael Anthony.
5: What's up, what's up, what's up?
2: I gotta say Artistic Michael Anthony because I, I put that you were coming on and uh, someone got you confused with uh, Tasmania's Michael Anthony and then they had another guy who I guess superimposed his picture on top of somebody's head or something and He's calling himself Michael Anthony as it's like, well. It's like a
5: Michael Anthony sighting, right? Yeah, you know how many right? Anthonys do we have? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Philip Anthony, George Anthony, Mark Anthony. I don't know. It, it's a lot of different
2: Anthonys out there. Too many, right? Too many. Well, you're the one that is responsible for a lot of the mainstream hits uh, for freestyle. As a matter of fact, if I were to go down the list, I see right now Little Susie Till the End of Time. You wrote that song.
5: Yep, with Victor Franco, actually. That, 1994. Yeah. Wow, it's been that long already. I know.
2: Wow. Uh, 20th anniversary uh, this year of Artistic Records.
5: Yep, that, that's exciting because um, I'm hoping that Willie Valentine. you know, we, we started this a long time ago. You were there. I mean, in Course. the beginning. We got a lot of, mass- actually, a lot of respect to the Massachusetts um, region because we got a lot of artists from here that really contributed to that album. And um, I'm hoping that we can get back in the studio and really make some magic happen and, and take it, kind of finish the quest we started
2: so you know just to go down the list you you wrote uh, till the end of time by little for little Susie. um you you um did a, a remix with willie valentine uh you co-produced george uh, lamont's without you uh mm-hmm. 1998 yep. when uh, the bass uh was was uh the the type of uh, production that everybody wanted everybody wanted bass mm-hmm. music uh we got the cynthia Figueroa touch me you did in 2000 you did wendy i know which is one of my favorite uh, songs of all time not only did you uh, write it, but you co-produced it. Uh, uh, Philip Anthony's biggest hit, "My Beautiful Lady," <laughs> uh, the 2010 version. Um, Christina Marie. Also, you wrote uh, "Corals." Tell me why. Mm-hmm. Um, Pose, is not over." Not only did you write it, but uh, you co-produced it. Um, and "Marisol, the beginning of the end." You co-produced that particular track. Let's let's go to that track because you just mentioned that there's a lot of talent that came from this area Willie Valentine responsible for coming here and cultivating a lot of the New England talent what was it like going into the studio and doing Marisol's beginning of the end um
5: that, that was that was actually amazing for us because you know Willie and I were trying to look for artists that um you know really could sing that really had a great vocal and we didn't care where I mean we were in Philly we were in Jersey and you know Massachusetts is not too far from New York City and um Marisol really had a great voice and um being in the studio her was, was awesome. You know, Willie and I had a, a really good time. We actually recorded that, I, I, if I remember correctly, like it was in Connecticut or up
2: here. Yeah, but it time. was a yeah. uh, Billy Idol Billy studio. Billy Idol
5: studio. Wow, that's going way back. Now. Idol so,
2: Maker Studio. Yes. So
5: yeah. So now that was that was a great great song and. You know, um, Willie and I produced a lot of stuff together, and and you know, with the artistic stuff, and I mean, it goes even further back than that. Well,
2: you're the original voice of Artistic Records because you did all the intros.
5: Exactly, exactly.
2: You were the intro guy, and I uh, I always look forward to the intro uh, because it would be funny. It would be it would be uh, like a, a play on 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 the 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 music, or yeah, you throwing indirect shots at other labels. Yeah. My favorite one is uh, Volume Three. Because you're in there and and you're not even part of the album, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's really funny stuff. Um, so what what was it what was it like working on these compilations these these freestyle parades?
5: You, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Willie Valentin. Willie and I have known each other since we were like four years old, right? So I mean, we're going way back. Way and, back. And, you know, I, I guess. We should tell the story a little bit, like how this how this happened. I know a lot of artists. They say, "Oh, you know, you're new school, old school." No, actually, Willie and I are kind of old school artists. I mean, we were there from the beginning. I mean, you know, we're talking about like growing up as kids, listening to ninety two K T U. Well, I mean, let me let me rephrase that: Disco ninety two K T U. Because that's the real the real um, station. Listening to DJs like um, Aldo Morin, um, you know, Latin Rascals, and absolutely, and we wanted to do that. So we were we were originally. Um, DJing, and then it got into, you know, the early hip-hop days. Um, the that, rap. That's kind of like where it started for us. We wanted to be rappers and African Mabada and all those great records. And living in the city in Manhattan, we were exposed to all the clubs, too. So, like, we had, like, the Funhouse, the Heartthrobs, the 1018s. I was roller skating in Roxy's. And, and like, all this, it was a great time for us. So we always wanted to get in the music industry. Um, and that, that's where it started, really. You know, started cutting and editing quarter-inch tape,
2: you yes. know, with, the, real,
5: with real, real Scotch tape because we couldn't afford. Yes. You know, <laughs> the reel to reel. Yeah, yeah. Some of your
2: youngins out there don't, don't know what the reel to reel is, but uh, the way people edited back then is that they would record things on reels and then splice them together and then tape them together to make that um, to make that sound. As a matter of fact, Jesus Juice Vasquez still to this day is the king of splicing. And, and using the reel-to-reel. Reel. So this day, he can, you know, go to an antique shop, get a reel-to-reel, reel and make a whole mixtape out of it.
5: Oh Wow, that's crazy. I mean, so that's, that's the kind of stuff we were, we were into then, and it just really turned, to the, it turned into just a singing, DJing. Um, I mean, I'm going back to, like, the days of, like, some people who were in the city at the time, uh, Downtown Records, Rock and Soul, Vinyl Mania Records. Um, you know, we're talking about a lot of places that that you know, some of the uh, younger, new generation really don't remember because you know we're a little bit older. But that's kind of what we were exposed to.
2: Yeah, and, and, and there was nothing better than going to a, a record store and getting that that 12-inch record and absolutely. just playing the, the the radio version, the extended mix. And then you know they would come in colors or, you know, they would have special edition versions. I mean, you just had to collect everything. As a matter of fact, if you go to the CPR Mansion um, and you and you go into the one room. An entire room of just collectible freestyle records, vinyl, uh, just vinyl, vinyl, and more vinyl. And probably eight tracks too. Uh, no eight tracks. No, <laughs> no. That's not, That's at my father's house. Uh, he called me a couple of days ago and and tells me that his eight-track player doesn't have a rewind button. I'm like, yeah, because it only has a forward button. If you want to listen to your favorite song, you got to drive around the block a few times. <laughs> you know.
5: So that that's how the compilation started. I mean, it it, it was we wanted to do something different that wasn't out there. Um, a, a lot of the labels were just doing, you know, solo artists or whatever, you know, the Johnny O's, the Cynthia's of the world, um, and Willie and I just really wanted to do something a little different. Um, and, it, and it's not, it wasn't just us; there was a lot of other people that were involved in it at the time. And um, you know, we, we came up with this compilation. We wanted to do something a little different for everyone. A good artist.
2: So Lorenzo really kicked it off. He was the first one that yeah. uh, was featured on our uh, artistic records mm-hmm. uh, 20 years ago. You know, he, he was uh, featured on the Tasmania the label put out a 12 inch but they never released his song on a compilation for some reason like yeah. why would you leave a good song out like that I, I, I'll yeah. never get it
5: yeah it, it was like the turning point of like where club music was going at the time yeah. and um, you know George Anthony and myself we, we actually sang backgrounds on that song I was there throughout the whole time with Willie when he was producing it and you know, it was, it was a great record for us. That was kind of like—I mean, I think it started even before that when we did "One True Love Affair," yeah. And Willie Valentine, and you know, it goes even further than that. But um, I guess we can talk about that later.
2: Yeah, uh, Willie Valentine. I met him here in, in, in downtown Springfield. He was here with that uh, Randall, Randy Kendall, <laughs> um, Dust Dustin Rhodes. I used to call him because he looked—he like gold dust. <laughs> um, and he had the quaffed hair. You know what I mean? perfect yeah it it, it would not move he would sweat he would run around he would do jumping jacks not not one that he had the wind tunnel tested hairdo you know (laughs) um so we're going to talk about that right now because that was supposed to be the first thing i discussed with you I, i just played for always okay it does say randy kendall on it randy kendall's a real person but it's actually your vocals yeah and uh there's no randy kendall anywhere on that record yeah at all. It's kind of interesting, right? Yeah. It is interesting. How did that happen? And please don't give me, he fell asleep and he woke up and he couldn't sing. Because uh, there was a lot of different um, stories. I want the real, true freestyle Hollywood story.
5: Well, the real the real true story behind that was, you know, Willie and I started getting calls from a lot of different labels, right? We were working with Mick Mac. Um, we wanted to start branching out to other labels, you know? So Metropolitan was one of those labels. So Randy at the time, um, I mean, his name is Randy, yep. you know? Um, he basically wanted to get into the scene. He wanted, just like a lot of artists back
2: then. Yeah, know, he had the looks, but didn't have the vocal talent, right?
5: Yeah, pretty much, right. So, so <laughs> you said it. So basically, what happened was we we were trying to figure out a way how we can get a vocal done. It was actually a demo. Um, you know, I demoed a vocal for him, and he was he was he was sleeping, and we put him, you know, in the studio, and, and it just never happened. You know, it just never happened to the point that we were like. Wow You know You really can't cut it So I never really got a chance To do the vocals over So if you listen to it Some of it's pitchy or Whatever And um
2: It became one of Metro
5: the Metro loved it It, it became yeah. one of the most
2: popular <laughs> yeah. Songs I metropolitan As a matter of fact It sold a lot of copies
5: Yeah it, it's funny I, 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 won, I was at a show one time It was like in South Jersey I forgot It was in Texas Or South Jersey There was a guy performing it Right, And I'm looking up And I'm just like Wait a minute That's not even Randy Or even me So like what's going on like, What's <laughs> well, what going the, on here you The reason
2: we found out That it was you And it wasn't Randall uh, It was because We booked him here And uh, he didn't have A show tape What he did was He had the 12-inch record So he, we put on The 12-inch record And because We were on a stage People were dancing And skipping around And he was the biggest Perpetrator Because he had the boots You know <laughs> what I mean He had the, yeah. the, the Bull of the Woods Boots so he's jumping up and down, trying to you know pick up women and bring them on to the stage, and his record skipping, so wow. his vocals are not matching his his uh, performance or his voice. No one ever told me that actually. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I got it on video and um, VHS. You, you could tell, you know. And then after a while, I'm like, that's not even him. That's Michael. Yeah. That's him singing it. So you you actually you know just presented the uh, presented the the. The song to yeah. Metropolitan with your vocals on it. Yeah,
5: exactly. I mean, that's what it was, and we just basically put it out, and it was one of those things that, you know, I, I, I got a couple of calls like from Texas. Like, I, I think I performed the song once or maybe twice, the whole time. And I was in um, Texas one time. I went out there, and that was it. You know, so I mean, and they, they
2: had the dueling um, versions. People liked the 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 scratchy version on the East Coast, and on the West Coast, they liked the Miami Trippy. Yeah, bass. we did
5: the Miami the Mammy uh, Florida mix, and yeah. You know, which is interesting because, like, you know, growing up in the 80s and Willie, you know, I, I had family in Florida. So, like, I, I totally got that whole Luke Skywalker and all the MC Shidey and everything yes. that was going on out there. So, like, I would come back to, like, New York and be like, Will, you, you don't understand. I just heard, like, Sequel and, like, Expose and, like, Getaway and all these records that were out. And so we're, we're kind of exposed to that kind of stuff. So it was like a whole different fusion of things
2: yeah and corner. to this day there's always that comparison you know who who rocks freestyle better is it florida is it new york yeah you know that that east coast west coast uh, a, a thing um but you know it's just great music i mean great blended sounds i mean you just heard wild style
5: love that song man that's a great song The thing I, w- I would actually do actually
2: and and that's a that's a west coast and east coast blended together mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful song and it's great here record. 2015 and they're doing retro music and these are young ladies that had parents who listened to freestyle, and now they're doing it.
5: I was just talking to someone about that. I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, like Megan Trainer and like those records, you know, there they have been records that have that have you know hit the, hit the radio waves that kind of remind me and have the like the freestyle element. And I, I me personally, I feel like that Y style record. There's no reason why we can't have more of those kind of records out. You know, take like the, the Africa Mabada. You know, uh, what was the other one? Hashim, another another record and get that feel and just write some great songs over it with some good productions. You know, you never know what may happen from that.
2: Absolutely. And I I always hear the freestyle element on a lot of the songs. Over the last, uh, you know, 22 years that I've been doing this, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Damaged um, uh, was a song that was a pure freestyle song.
5: Toxic is another one. Yeah, Toxic.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of different uh, freestyle songs. Uh, Ciara has made a living using freestyle as... You know, and, and, and the people that started it all w- with the Miami bass and everything like mm-hmm. that, you remember that yeah. Karina did Summertime, Summertime for um, So So Deaf? That's right. And uh, we were in New York, you know, uh, playing the Freestyle Parade Volume 2, and So So Deaf came out, and it, they were killing it with the Miami bass and, and bringing Karina on board, and a freestyle artist doing the bass music. It, it was just crazy. And so here we are, 2015, and they're bringing that back. Megan Trainer. when I heard the, the two songs that she has released, that's freestyle. Yeah.
5: It's got a little doo-wop twist to it, and, and, and there's no reason why we can't do the same.
2: Yeah, and we should be we should be aspiring to get our stuff back on on, on the, the commercial side of things, um, because that's the only way that we're going to um, you know get the music to the mainstream where we want it. Absolutely. You are also responsible for the most requested song here. Since 2001, on a weekly basis, we've gotten a request for the song that you're part of, and that is All In featuring Reveal, You Are Mine Tonight. Oh, okay. Not <laughs> wow. only... Are you singing the song, but you also have a, a female artist, mm-hmm. uh, Tanil, mm-hmm. that's doing the the other part. And I don't know if it's because it reminded people of R. Kelly type mm-hmm. style, but the song has been a favorite on a weekly basis here on the show.
5: That that's so crazy because like we wrote the song in like in eleven minutes, and I, I think we recorded... it's always
2: those songs that stick.
5: It, 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 again, like you know, it's funny. My career has always been about doing demos for people, and. I, I guess I never truly found my identity of what I was as an artist, and, and I think that I struggled with that. And plus, like, my voice was changing, like, in my 20s. So, like, I went from, like, a tenor to, like, a baritone, and I really couldn't do some of the records that I, I wanted to do anymore. And um, that record right there, I, I remember with Teneal and I, I was working on Teneal, an R&B project, because she was more of an R&B singer. And...
2: Absolutely, yeah. We weren't even allowed to let you know who sang the female version, because yeah. she was on the contract yeah, at the time.
5: Yeah, exactly. And, and, um she she's a, a great great artist and uh, she still sings to this day but um we were just there sitting there and i was like you know i never wrote a song with you like a duet kind of thing so let's write something for someone we didn't know who it was going to be for and we just wrote it you know like 10 or 11 minutes we were done and then we started recording i think we recorded like within like 45 minutes an hour and we were done
2: and Over. and and that's the one that stuck in people's mind is simple that's crazy it's just a simple song and it's just become it became a phenomenon here in, in New England, and uh, to this day, again, we have people that love requesting that song. And and uh,
5: and what's so funny about that is I remember Cynthia, you know, Cynthia Figueroa, right? Rivera, I should say Rivera, right? Um, I remember I couldn't get Taneel back in the studio, so like if you hear the the dial tone parts where you know I'm saying hey, what's up, that's actually Cynthia's voice absolutely. doing it because I couldn't get Taneel back in the studio because she had already, uh, you know. She's recording an album. She's like,
2: I'm sorry, but I, I, you know, I'm busy. I'm, I can't. Yeah. I'm under contract. So yes, in the beginning, you hear uh, Cynthia Figueroa doing the telephone part uh, with you, and uh, which is uh, unique in itself because people don't notice that part until after. You gotta, you gotta listen to it many, many times over for you to realize it was Angel Mena who pointed it out to me. Yeah. And, and it was years later, way, way, way later, that I realized that it was Cynthia doing that particular part. So right now we continue on. It's all in featuring reveal, and you are mine tonight, featuring Hello? the vocal stylings of Michael I Anthony. I don't know if you can
1: hear me right now, but
5: I'm out with the guys in the club right now, and you know I was thinking about you and
1: everything,
3: you know, and us, and you
1: know, be on the phone. But um, just give me a call, all right? All right, bye bye. Hello. As I stare into your eyes and read your mind. Proceed to kiss your lips
3: and, and hold you tight. I know right now that you are mine tonight. Tonight, as I rub your back and place my body close, and I touch you in those places you love most, I know right now that you are i
2: you are with you on Clubhouse Dance Music, along with Michael Anthony, and that was You Are Mine tonight, Michael Anthony and Tennille, and right now, it's a song that Michael Anthony wrote for Christina Marie, turn the lights down low, baby, just lower, lower, now put it back over your head, it's Clubhouse. Song written by Michael Anthony, Chris D'Avries. Turn the lights down low, and uh, you can hear him say "bounce." Now, you just uh, admitted that uh, you were not in the studio for that one.
5: Yeah, I was. The, I was doing a project with a, with another production team out in California, and um, yeah, so they basically the guy who was doing it originally. I was like, you know, he doesn't sound like he was from Cali, so it was like, it was a simple bounce. So they actually had me do it over the phone. He was like, kind of, bounce. I'm like, we couldn't find someone to just say bounce. It was like it's crazy. I was, you know. So,
2: <laughs> talk to me about Niaja. You you guys are very very close.
5: Yeah, Niaja. Um, she used to be Willie and I had a group called All In. So this is kind of like where where we, we talk about like old school artists and new school. So like Willie and I go. I mean we're talking about when like George Lamont was lose touch. Wow. Right. So like I, I and it's funny funny story about that. Like Willie and I were doing a show in La Mirage one time, and this is back in the Bronx days, and um the real ripped basically cool uh, Ski is a big DJ out there yes a DJ then Heard of and that. um so we're there we're on stage in La Mirage. it's packed I mean like at that time like Suave you know you had loose touch um, all the groups like you know we'll go to La Mirage. and I remember doing this show and, and the tape rips and we were on stage and we'll just we say forget it who cares just go for it we're singing getting hand claps I remember Luke, George Lamont coming on stage like yeah I'm sure how it's done you know, like, wow. like, sort of like he had that smirk in his face. I don't know if he remembers that, but I always remember that. And, um, yeah, I mean, Nyasia was our dancer. She wasn't a dancer at the time, but we were working with a producer, uh, Willie Dones, and that's kind of like who Willie and I were working with at the time, and Niaja was our dancer, and, and we just wrote a song and got the song out. That was my first record that I did, you know, and um, it did very well for her, and I, I you know, respect to... Niaja, she's really done a great job in maintaining that and, and really staying out there.
2: So, to make a long story short, you are responsible for launching Niaja's Mi'kmaq career with Now and Forever?
5: Pretty much. I mean, you know, um, Nelson Cruz produced it at the time, and, and that was kind of like how it started. You know, um, Willie and I were already doing shows with a lot of the artists, you know, the like TK, were out at the time, Roseland, um, but that's how it started, really. You know, we got that relationship with Mi'kmaq.
2: So you wrote uh, "Now and Forever" in 1991.
5: Uh, actually, I wrote that I think in like '89. Wow. Or '90. So you had
2: that in your back pocket. Yeah. and You just blessed.
5: It, it was called "With One Touch" at, before that. It wasn't, and then they changed the name, and then um, they put it out, and that was it. You know, I think Mickey at the time. I, I don't know if it was Mickey or Elvin, or one of the, or maybe even Nelson. Just thought you know, Naya, Iris. Right. I'll call her her real name. Wow. I love you, Iris. Anyway.
2: So um Her government name. Yeah.
5: We, we, they felt that she could be a good artist. So we worked with her. And I remember in the beginning that she was so, like, insecure with it because she wasn't really a vocalist. she's more of a dancer. So I remember all those days. And, like, we would just kind of, like, go with it and do the recordings over. We had a task cam four track. Wow. You know, and we were just doing it. It was crazy. It was pretty cool.
2: And here she is, you know, 25 years plus, you know, yeah. and she's still doing it. They're, they're booking her in Florida, uh, you know, Atlantic City, all over New York. Yep and uh, this song is synonymous with her you know everyone wants to hear this song from her something you wrote Mm -hmm. and something that is edged in history uh, especially in the Mi'kmaq catalog Um, this is a cornerstone for that particular label
5: yeah it, it took off i mean i would say i remember when naija went to brazil she didn't really understand how big it was it was like the number one song in brazil for like weeks it took guns N' roses down wow like it was just phenomenal and um it's funny, and that's where we kind of met everyone, you know. My my uh, manager at the time.
2: Yeah, let me ask you one question though. How yeah. big was the royalty check?
5: Um, yeah, not that big. Anyway, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I'm cool with Mickey though. <laughs> so so <laughs> Mickey and I go way back. But it's it's funny because like my manager at the time. Uh, his brother was the role manager for Mark Anthony. So like Mark Anthony, we would, we would have to do things with him as well. We were hearing the stuff he was working on back in those days. So it was, it was kind of a cool time, you know?
2: Yeah, and, and, and we want those times to come back. Yeah. I, I, I yearn and crave for those times where we're all in one room and we're enjoying each other's companies. We're laughing, having a good time, and just performing for the audience out there who love to come in and, and be part of the Freestyle family. So we're going to continue on listening to Niasia's Now and Forever, written by Michael Anthony, as we jam freestyle in New England. And now the world, we're Clubhouse Dance Music.
0: And now, now, and now is Clubhouse Dance Music with CPR Jose Ortiz on 90.7. 90.7 WGCC and WTCC HG Springfield.
2: This week on Clubhouse Dance Music and the CPR's Clubhouse Podcast is Michael Anthony, who wrote this particular song, Now and Forever, for Nyasia, launching her career back in 1991. And uh, speaking of launching careers, what can you tell me about Pose? Oh, man, great vocalist. Um, You know, it's funny. That happened
5: kind of by accident. Um, If I remember correctly, what happened was we were recording in um, Polygon. Studio And we were students with stuff with Tasmania. Where
2: everybody recorded back in the day.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we were down there. Willie and I were starting to go to South Jersey and try to find some artists down in Jersey, you know? And kind of that's where Wendy came in, you know, yes. at the time. And we were working on Pose's song. And, and, and I think he, he had a lot of the song done but it just wasn't completed yet so like we just I was there we were producing it anyway and I just kind of like wrote the rest of the song and just kind of finished it and um yeah he's a talented vocalist and I really liked his voice and just the warmth of his voice and the way he just kind of his voice just covered the track um so yeah that was a great um Vocalist Pose And he's done A lot of tracks
2: Well you guys Launched well. his career With uh, It's uh, Not Over uh, You co-produced This with Willie Valentin You wrote uh, The song as well Same backgrounds To him and two As well on that one yep. Nice nice So you know Was it difficult For him to Belt out this song Was it was it A long Excruciating Or was it just fun <laughs> You make him sound Like he's going To the bathroom
5: um, Yeah No no For him it's just Like effortless like he's really he's really talented and it was it, it's interesting because he he took me back to like the um, the A E I O U days you know and and that was kind of the vocal he had and that was kind of cool and refreshing to hear that kind of vocal again you know so now nah, it was effortless.
2: I met him at 1035 C C H when I had the C P R S Clubhouse show in the morning. It was like six in the morning to three in the afternoon. Like I had nothing to do, um, you know, and people are you know cleaning their house and I'm making a mess of mine you know trying to get to the studio and i would just lug crates and crates of records and i would have an, a, a 24-hour marathon of freestyle where we would there from 7 in the morning to 7 in the morning the next day and it was just 24 hours and it was snowing and he came in and uh he just started singing on the air and he came with uh, uh joey altora and the rest is history because uh, you know at that time, you know, I invited everybody, you know, everybody made their way to CPR's clubhouse in, in Holyoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had the entire artistic roster go through, clear touch. I mean, we had Tease to Please even from the other side of the coast coming in. And here comes Pose, you know, uh, during our marathon. And he tells me he, he does opera. He tells me he does all these different types of music because he wants to be discovered, you know. Yeah. I'm to like, just go ahead, go for it. And he just made something up on the spot. It sounded good.
5: Yeah, no, you know he, he would sing at a drop of a dime. Like he didn't he had no fear of singing anywhere. Yeah. That's the way you gotta be as an artist. I mean like you just have to be able to just
2: My favorite down. my favorite moment with him was that uh up the street here there was um a club and uh, George Lamont was performing. Okay. And they put him on a spot and he sang in front of George Lamont and George's like, Wow, you like, know who's this guy? Yeah, he And he's taller than me too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> George was like, Hey, you know, how's the weather up there? <laughs> Yeah, he's very talented, very talented. So, right now, we're going to continue on. It's Pose That it Is Not Over, co written and uh, produced by uh, Michael Anthony and, Willie and, Mr. and Mr. Willie Valentin.
0: The crazy Puerto Rican. CPR Jose Ortiz is in the building. Is in the building. and freestyle in New England. And now. No.
2: The world. It's CPR with you. Clubhouse Dance Music. Along with my special guest, Michael Anthony. And Michael Anthony also launched the career of Marisol, along with Mr. Willie Valentin, where they co-produced this particular song, the beginning of the end. Uh, Marisol wrote this, yeah. and you guys just went in the studio and got together, and this was recorded at Idol Makers as well, correct? Absolutely. Um, Billy Idol Studio. Now, what was it like working with this talent? Because I've called her the greatest voice to ever come out of New England because I truly believe that.
5: Yeah, I mean, Marisol actually is, and she's probably, a, I mean, I would say... And I'm going to put this on record. She's probably one of the best female artists that probably came in, came out in freestyle period. Yeah.
2: She was two songs and done. Yeah. And you know, her legend continues.
5: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, Mar- Marisol and I be- became really close at one point, And that's, it's always a touchy subject for me because I feel that, you know, I kind of wasn't there for her um, when she needed me. And I kind of think about that all the time. It kind of humbled me a little bit. So um, working with her. I mean, it it was Marisol just, like, didn't trust anyone. I know. So that's the thing with Marisol, and and she kind of trusted me at the time. And Again,
2: in one of those episodes of CPR's Clubhouse, she came into the studio and, you know, I I had to choose my words wisely because she was just on point, correct me. You know, we discovered you. You didn't discover me. Yeah, You know, we we launched you. You didn't do anything for me. I, I, my voice, my talent is the one that got me to where I need to be. I remember that conversation vividly. And she's right.
5: And she's absolutely yeah, right. You know, she was really good. Um, you know, Marisol, she had a, a warm voice. I remember we were in the studio. Um, you know, it was probably new for her to get in the studio and do that. And, you know, it's hard. The music industry is hard, man. You know, it, it's one of those things that you have to be able to trust the people you're working with. And, and sometimes it, it's one of those things that... You just kind of, kind of let things go, and, and I think she, she finally came to terms with that, and she let it go. And it's a funny story. I, you know, Willie's probably gonna kill me for this, but the IOU part was actually my idea to put A E I U in that track, and um, it, it, it just kind of worked. And Willie and I were kind of like fighting about it a little bit. Nah, I don't know if I want to use that or what. So, nah, just use it, man. Just get, yeah. get it done, you know. So he's probably gonna remember it a different way. But.
2: You did, you <laughs> did that for me as well, because when we were in New York doing Freestyle Madness, you took me on a tour of New York, but. Um, I remember at least recording Release Me, and I said, I want the break to go, release yourself. Yeah. And you're like, yes, exactly, the Aleems, you know. And so, it, you know, you're encouraged that as well. So the Aleems is on the, the song because of you agreeing with me. Because when he's like, who are you? You're just a DJ. Go sit down. Yeah. You know, <laughs> sit down, little man. You well, could get
5: like that sometimes, you know. But, it, it, you know, I, I, I was there to kind of push the envelope a little bit. And I think that's why we worked so well. And, and the Marisol project was, was, I remember it taking forever to record that song because we just couldn't get a place to, because she was busy at the time and we just, that's why we recorded at Billy Idol Studio. You know, I remember once we finished the, the take, they, we clipped, for some reason, the dad clipped her her vocal. So I actually had to go in and put a B on the blinded part in her record because it, it just clipped it. And we were like, we were just, we couldn't call her back. Wow. You know, and say, hey, Marisol, can you come into the studio just to record one word? You know, so it's pretty interesting how things pan out. But and she's very talented. And, you know, I, I wish you would have done more, you know. Yeah, me
2: too. And everybody, uh, every time they have a freestyle show, the, the first thing they say, maybe we could get Marisol to perform. No, it's not happening. Nah, it's not happening. Nah, not not going to happen. Um, And but, you know, God bless her. And uh, we wish her the best. Mm -hmm. Um, If she's listening I know her family listens uh, Because just recently They remade the song Into a duet Which is a no-no territory In freestyle You don't remake stuff That is perfect You know Yeah Um, But I I think that The George Anthony And and Cynthia Figueroa version Gives it a new twist And it's an homage Because you know George Anthony Is also friends with Marisol And uh, is an homage To the, the song The original And you know Nothing beats the original Right Nothing. It's the original.
5: No, no, it's a great. It's a it's a great song. But
2: I, I, but it's a good companion.
5: Yeah, they did it different. You know, they did a duet. So that that was a good thing that they they put out there. But you know, uh, the Marisol song. I mean, it's a great record. I remember. I remember. I heard in the Grave Like Judy Torres really loved that song. Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> you know, it's true.
5: Took elements of just like the old school and and just did something different with it. And it's just the song she wrote. was Just an amazing song. And she, she was she's also a, a huge fan writer.
2: of Why Can't You Tell Me? As well. Uh... Yeah,
5: talented writer. Like Marisol was just awesome.
2: Uh, one of my favorite tracks, too, um, that uh, you took part in uh, was Pure Pleasure's uh, song. I think that's the best song they've ever done, in my opinion. Uh, Bring Me Back. Not only did you write it, but you co-produced it as well yeah. with Willie. Um, just just phenomenal, uh, Pure Pleasure. Um, I love Michael Astorga's voice. is unique. Mm-hmm. And no one can say that um, You know, they sound like Michael Astorga because Michael yeah. Astorga has a unique voice.
5: He reminds me of Adam Levine. Yes, he has that kind of like you know Adam Levine voice, which
2: is great. And uh, he just sent you a shout out too, as well. He was like, "Oh, yeah. oh my god, he's alive! He lives!" <laughs> We're ninety point seven FM WTCC right now. A song co-produced and written by Michael Anthony It's "Pure Pleasures." Bring me back. This is another song that we had a debate about back in the day because you had the hardcore freestyle version from the East Coast, and then you had the. Miami based, Florida version, yep. West Coast, but this, this is the only version that matters in my book. Pure Pleasure, bring, bring, me me back, back. bring Me Back. Song written by Mr. Bring Michael Anthony back, back, and uh, also co produced. Talk to me about uh, working with Pure Pleasure. Did, did, are they legit? Is is Michael Astorga legit when it comes to his vocals? Oh, yeah, yeah, he
5: can sing. I mean, definitely, he can sing. um You know, he has a very unique voice. So, yeah, they're, they, and they're fun. They're fun too, man. I remember they used to have a lot of fun. I mean, South Jersey and Philly, that whole area, I mean, they used to run that. Yeah, you know, and, and Tasmania was huge back then.
2: Yeah. Then, yeah they Michael- brought freestyle back and then proceeded to kill it. Um but that's not their fault. They had, you know, they had contracts, you know, so they had like 15, 16 albums they dropped and yeah. out of the 15, 16, 16 albums,
5: now. Oh, okay.
2: Whatever, they had series A plus B minus, whatever it was that they had and one of these days, I get Anthony Ponzio and some of the wow. Tasmania folks back here to... That's crazy. You know, but, it, the, you know, they, they had contracts and they, they wanted to churn out freestyle. And unfortunately, they saturated with, with a lot of bad stuff because the first four compilations on Hot Productions, it was more good than bad, you mm-hmm. know? Even though they never put Lorenzo Delon on one of the Tasmania compilations, I, I will never get it. They put it on Tango, yeah. which is a subsidiary of, of Tasmania, but who cared about that one? That was a horrible compilation. That was the only good song on there. But, you know, the, the point is that, you know, Tasmania ruled the world when they, they came into the scene. And they had pure pleasure. They put one uh, Once Little Affair on there. Mm-hmm. Sammy C., Miguel Reyes Jr., uh, you know, Samantha. Samantha. Oh, my God. Who, everybody loves Samantha. Yeah. Um, you know, so they, they did a great service. And then they took it right back and, like, you know what I mean? I
5: have no comment on that. but I know. can't comment. because your, your I show.
2: purchased every single compilation. I'm a consumer, so I can say whatever yeah. I want. Right. And uh, if anybody wants to, you know, debate me uh, from Tasmania. You I'm
5: know I'm just
2: going to just kind of... No, it, it's understandable because, you know, ta- Tasmania was, was, you know, they, they were a great part of our music, too. But we always thought that artistic country was New England. So yes. why did you feel that artistic was the best?
5: Um, why did we feel... Um yes. me personally, I just felt like we had the best vocals out there. Like I still to this day, there was a time and it's it's funny because we we've always talked about doing an old school, new school album. Right. And like artist to artist. And like, you know, have doing like a George Lamont, George Anthony, you know, like Marisol with any other female artist out there, myself yeah. or whatever. And it just kind of never happened. And it's funny because one of the albums we we did a um, uh, a message like we had a lot of artists caught it fall in yes the, the, and it, it was, was like a,
2: a an homage to the metro message
5: yeah it was great you know and, and because a lot of the old school artists remember willie and myself and you know really willie because willie was still doing it you know i was pursuing an r&b thing at the time and trying to pursue other things and willie really stuck with it and really kept it alive so it was kind of awesome to have all those people but um, like little Susie calling in, yes, George and everyone. Nia-sia. Yeah, Niaja. And I was listening to it the other day, and I was just like, wow, I, I, I didn't, I don't remember all that, you know. But it, it's kind of cool to to uh, to kind of look back and, and see what we were. So
2: if everybody has Freestyle Parade by Number Two, you skip to the message at the end, which is an homage to the Metro message, mm-hmm. but much more fun because you know it had also not only did it have artists, but it had fans as well. Absolutely. And that that was nice. It was a great, it was a great concept. Uh, Free Parade by Number Two is. My favorite compilation of all time Mm -hmm. Uh, when it comes to freestyle. It has Marisol on there. Uh, It has, uh, you know, Michael Anthony's If This Is Love. Mm -hmm. It has, um, you know, just Lorenzo Delon, vocal images in there, Stephanie Marie. Just a lot of George Anthony. Willie Valentines in there no matter what. I mean, it's just a great compilation. It's just, there's no fillers. It's just just a great, great CD. And I remember getting a copy of it and, and just putting it in my Walkman and just listening to it while I slept all night. I woke up with uh, the the mark of the headphones on my face Yeah, because I loved that uh album so much. We, we slept, I mean, it, it was just crazy. I mean, we wouldn't sleep
5: certain nights. I mean, we were sleeping in the studio. I mean, I know George was here one one week and he was talking about sleeping in the studio. I remember when Naya, Naya and him were recording Take Me Away, I was there with them. And actually, we, we, we used to hang out a lot. And that's what freestyle Parade was like, you know, we would just go in the studio, have all of us, and just do our thing, and, and just see what comes out the next morning, and, and hopefully it was good. We were just scratching and clawing for anything, you know.
2: So what, what's next for you? What, what are you going to be doing?
5: um You know, I, I, I took some time off. It, I was, we have pursued a, a group at one point. Um, Julio Mena was in the group at one point. He was like in the second facade, yes. which is great. You know, we we did a lot of great things with that. Um,
2: you guys were featured on MTV Yeah um, You know I saw you Julio on MTV You were in, in Florida By the way right Or, yeah, or California uh,
5: That was in uh, San Diego
2: So you were in California yeah, Yes yeah. And they had a competition And it was before American Idol Before they even thought Of the concept Absolutely and, uh, TRL TRL yes And yep. then uh, I, I love the fact That you guys Moved on to the next round And then you know yeah. uh, You guys made it Three rounds correct
5: Yeah I made it Three rounds We were top, top six And uh, we just kind of Just chose the wrong song going up there, and you know, groups are hard. Groups are hard, you know, I, I've i always been that kind of support person, never really felt comfortable, like I said before, just kind of what my niche was and what I was doing. You know, my first group that I, I was in, even before Round Way, I went on Sancho Atlantic, was, um, you know, it's so funny because like, I, I go on the internet, and if you were to Google Around the Way, like, Japan went crazy for that record. And like, still to this day, I get emails saying, oh, if you could come here and do a classic night, you know, with that song, um, it would be great And uh,
2: Niasha was part of that group. No,
5: actually Lena from Solid the group Lena Solid, from Solid you, Yes Who sang Loving You She was a Mic Mac uh, Andy Panda um, Sal Batello Had the fever Right now
2: when I said that Angel Mena was like No, stupid yeah. It was Lena from yeah. Solid
5: <laughs> Yeah, so This is how way back we, we know, we go Willie and I And um, Andy and Sal Batello They, they we Were coming out of that fe- Freestyle genre um, At the time I was in another group that they were working with. They thought it'd be kind of cool, kind of this Black Eyed kind of fusion thing we were working on. And um, we had this record called Really Into You that was, you know, on radio. It was probably one of the first records they played in the new Hot 97 format. right? You know, because that's when it was switching over. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's what I was doing at the time and, and trying to find myself. And, you know, Willie was putting out, you know, we did One True Love Affair on the other, you know, that came out. And Niaja came out kind of the same time. So that's kind of like what,
2: it's a exactly. great history, though. You know, it's like good 20, 25 years of just great history and, and and great friendship because you guys have been friends since you were four. Yeah. And and you know the the way you find artists is ridiculous. You know, find George Anthony singing in his in his in his bathroom, and yeah. Willie's downstairs listening to him. Yeah. You come to New England, uh, Willie comes to New England, and
5: and by the way, I want to correct that story, and George can correct it. I went upstairs. Oh, okay. Right. So, Willie, you know, I heard you in the interview. George is going to say whatever he wants to say, you know, at the time. Because Willie's there. I wasn't there. But um, actually, I was the one who went upstairs and knocked on the door and said, Hey, listen, Juan, what's up? His brother. my mm-hmm. brother? Because we used to play baseball together. So, we all grew up in the same neighborhood. So, it was kind of, you know, it was yeah. kind of interesting. But we'll see if we can correct that.
2: Would you like to see another freestyle parade? Like a reunion 20-year type? Um,
5: I've been begging for that for the last year and a half. I've been on Willie. Like, Willie, we got to do a freestyle parade. Some of the concepts that we've been coming up with Um, I know it's on Willie's radar right now. I'm hoping that we can get it done and and introduce some new artists as well. Maybe a a different feel. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that's in the works. We got to do it this year. You know, year's running out, Willie, so we got to knock this out.
2: Yeah, it's the 20th anniversary. Absolutely. Uh, The the one who started it all was Lorenzo Delon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm proud to announce that on on, uh, Friday, June uh, 5th, we're going to have Freestyle Fridays live. And uh, performing live will be Lorenzo Delon. Wow. We'll be celebrating the 20-year anniversary of of, of his song, uh, Don't uh, Don't Turn Our Love Away. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm very happy about that, because we were the first ones to put an artistic uh, concert together here in Massachusetts. It didn't pan out the way that we wanted to, but, you know, it it was my first outing promoting a a show. And we had the, the entire artistic crew there. I remember you were there. Uh, Lorenzo was there Mm -hmm. Janine was there Wow Nyasia kicked me out And she started hosting with George Uh, You know Freddy the Edit was there Willie
5: We can't forget about Freddy the Edit
2: Yeah LD Ross Yeah Uh, Freddy the Edit Rivera is amazing You know He's always been That amazing support The guy in the background Who edits Mm -hmm. stuff for Artistic uh, The Artistic Editor Multi-Editor We did a lot of
5: Freestyle Parade 1 With Fred in his house Actually You know Between Willie's studio and, and, And Fred's studio so I mean, I remember I did a record called "Treat Me Right" on that on that album. It was yes, real reveal. different. Yes. real different and excellent. We just wanted to do concept. something different, you know. And yeah, and Fred did that, and he he was a big part of you know the beginning of a free parade.
2: So who do you want to see come back for a free parade twenty years later? Um. Well, definitely,
5: I know George Anthony's going to be on it. Willie will be on it. Um, you know, I, I don't know if Marisol would happen. Um, you know, Cynthia is definitely going to be on it. You know, I don't, I don't know. You know, i like to see maybe Angel and Julio and, and maybe Fred get together on a
2: track. Um, yeah, they, they could get on a track if uh, Angel records his vocals at his studio, Julio yeah. records his vocals at his studio, and Fred records his vocals. Just get three separate studios to get one one vocal in his track. Awesome. Some of the knuckleheads, those guys, right? <laughs> Gotta um, love them.
5: Yes, I mean, there's a lot of artists that we'd probably like to work with and, and, and bring some new artists in, in the mix. You know, do some interludes and some cool stuff. Um, have fun with it. You know, and then take it, you know, take it to a different level. You know, that's pretty much what it's all about. What
2: about your writing? Are you going to continue writing? Uh, I'm, I know that you, yeah. your juices are flowing now when it comes to writing.
5: Yeah, I mean, right now, you know, I, I think I'm at the point, you know, kids, family, you know, uh, uh, job and all that good stuff. You know, I'm getting the itch again to kind of start writing again. I know I did a couple of things, you know, we did Summer Love. Summer Love actually with George Anthony was written a long time ago. Was yes, 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Uh, yes. Victor Franco and myself actually wrote that. We originally wrote it for George Lamont. And it just never panned out. We never got it to him. Um, And, you know, yeah, I I think I would probably want to get back into that. Uh, I I find I struggle with writing lyrics now. I could probably bang out like 10 songs right now, melody wise, but writing lyrics, I kind of struggle with that. So, you know, it's going to be a process. But yeah, I mean, I got something in the works for George right now. Uh, I got a song, Catch 22, that I wrote for uh, Cynthia. She hasn't heard it yet, but um, I know she's gonna love it. Nice. So yeah, it's, you know, it's 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 on the radar.
2: It's been an honor to just sit here with you and and for this last hour and just go over some of your body of work. I mean, if we were to, you know, have three more hours, we would just continue just all the songs you've written, all the groups that you're a part of. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I'm really happy that you came and you chose me to, you know, go back in time and 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 just let people know. You know, the writers are underappreciated. Mm-hmm. And, and the body of work that you've paid for a lot of people. You know, you started some people's careers. You know, Pose, Naeja, a lot of folks that owe you a lot of favors.
5: Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't expect anything anything from them. But, yeah, I mean, you know, as being a writer and, and, you know, a singer as well, it, you just got to pay your dues. And, and sometimes, you know, the writers really don't get the credit. I mean, that's not what this was really all about. But it was more about, you know, we're going to be doing artistic. Definitely be doing a compilation. And I, we thought it was time for... You know, at least me to come back and, and just kind of talk a little bit about just the genre as a whole and just kind of the history of just what what we went through, but more importantly, just the history and what we contribute to freestyle.
2: So, uh, Michael Anthony, thank you so much for for coming to the studio live wow. and, and and that's another thing. That's another craft that's missing. A lot of folks don't like to travel now. Yeah, you know that you know before um, you know people would travel to other parts of the country, you know, for a handshake and a, and a cheeseburger, just so they can have somebody listen to their album. You know, and they will do merchandise mm-hmm. of whatever kind. And there's more opportunity now than ever, but people don't take advantage of it.
5: Yeah. I mean, you know, radio is a big part of it. And I, and I think, you know, what we have to do is, and, and this really goes out to the fans, you got to really support the music that you're listening to, right? Radio is part of it, but you got to buy the records, and we just got to put quality stuff out there again. And, you know, that Todd Terry project, that was very cool. Yeah. You know, George's album. I hope that some of the old school artists come again, some of the better ones, and mm-hmm. do some records again.
2: Yeah, TKAK7, last year, they put out a lot, yeah. of, a lot of freestyle, a lot of good stuff. I mean, a lot of homage, homages to 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 the to their old um, songs, you know, and yeah. I appreciate that. And, you know, they, they debuted them here. It was an honor to do that, and we're looking for more. We're looking for, you know, George Lamont to do something we're looking for yep. you know all these all these great artists that come up with new music and not to be scared to go and perform them either
5: yeah i, I like to i like to actually write a song for george because I, I think that I, I i worked with a few artists that i felt that had the range you know as a writer you want to work with an artist that you can just do anything you want to do and i think george is one of those artists that i think i can compliment you know with a song
2: if you had a top three songs you've, you've written or produced or sang which one would you choose
5: um I, I Nyasha song Love that record Not um, Little Susie To the end of time I love that song Victor and I wrote that um, Originally was for Cynthia Not Cynthia Figueroa But Cynthia yes. Changed on I me mean, Cynthia And um, she, If I remember correctly I think she declined on it mm-hmm. She didn't want the song Or whatever at the time But Little Susie You know Victor was working With her um, promised Me You know And all that stuff And we spent a lot of time together So She did the record and I, I love that record I think that's a great Great one and um, I don't know, I got to tell you that there's, there's a lot of songs I've forgotten about, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You just kind of forget. What's Your Little Affair, I think, is another song that I really like. Will He Just Found Himself. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it.
2: Anything from your catalog, from, from the things that you've done? You know, it's funny because a lot of my songs were demos,
5: you know? So it, it, it was never really meant for me, even if This, love, if this Is Love was, was actually a song we're going to do as a follow for Randy Kender at the time. So it just never panned out. So we said, i oh, put it on artistic. You Can Count On Me was kind of like, oh, something, you know, hey, listen, we just need something from you. Let's put it on, you know. So um, I don't I don't, think I'll get into the singing part of it, but I, I would like to contribute at least on the writing part. I feel that there's a lot to offer there. and We can definitely get some really good music out there again.
2: Now, you're the king of the Freestyle Parade intro. Which yeah. one is your favorite from the intro? That um,
5: I, I would say um, the third compilation um, I think that was a good one, if I remember correctly. That was like this is the introduction to the compilation. You know, I you know
2: that was pretty cool. Um, I, the one like Do you want it? Do you need yeah. it? A little bit louder. And then yeah. one is like Hold up, hold up, hold up. You're not even part of this album, kid.
5: Yeah, that was a good that was a good one right there. I, I think a lot of people really dug the uh, the intros and the and the little interludes.
2: The last one was very personal though. The one where, hey Mike, I got fifty dollars with your name on it. If you yeah. if you want to get on 2010 and or. or I'm not sure what what number it was, Uh freestyle Parade, purple, um, <laughs> the purple one. But I, it it was crazy, like uh, it it was like uh, you know no wonder people don't think I roll with you anymore because you take forever to put a compilation out and yeah. hey, I'm not even on this one. And uh, you fifty dollars, here's here's what you get for fifty dollars, you know, a, a drop over the phone, you yeah, know. Yeah,
5: I used to let Willie abuse me actually, you know, I, I I I didn't care, it doesn't matter to me, you know. People used to call me and actually do, wanted me to actually do their intro and, and I would never do that. You know, you got to understand, like, Willie and I, I, I didn't want to do with anyone else but Willie. You know, so we go back like that. That's like my brother right there. And George, same thing with him. Like, we have the relationship that if anything would happen to us, like, you know, seriously, like, personally, we're going to be there with each other, and we just pick up where we left off.
2: So I just got one request before you go. Can I be Jose Anthony?
5: Yeah. Jose Anthony. I don't know. You're going to have to, like, uh, prove yourself.
2: What I have to do? do? <laughs> like, do I have to, like... I don't know what do I do.
5: If I had a crater records, i would probably make you hold them, but I don't. We don't go. Deaf, we not get down like that. <laughs> i would probably
2: sell them. <laughs> yeah, you probably sell them. Crazy. Once again, Michael Anthony, thank you so much for being part of our not show. No problem, man. And uh, everybody who's listening to the podcast, uh, make sure you check out CPRsMusic.com. dot And uh, for those listening live, same thing, CPRsMusic.com. You're going to have uh, links to iTunes, Podomatic, SoundCloud, MixCloud, YouTube, Spreaker, the Stitcher app. Um, you know, we're going to be available everywhere. So you can listen to this podcast over and over again and you can share it with your friends. But once again, uh, Michael, Anthony, any shout outs that you would like to give out? Before oh, absolutely.
5: You go? The artistic family. Um, you know, Willie Valentin, George Anthony, Niaja. Thank you. I, I, you know, definitely like Andy Panda, you know, Tony Moran. Those guys for giving me an opportunity as well. Um, Sal, Albertello give me opportunity. Atlantic, um, you know, I mean, list goes on and on and on. There's a lot of people. Marisol, i like to thank her as well. Um, you know, my wife, my kids. You know, my daughter, Cecily, which CC, she can. she's another one. She can really sing. And I'm hoping that I can do something with her, you know, believe it or not. That'd you know, be she, great. She's very talented. So the one thing you got to promise me, I don't know if you can play it, if you can play the Around the Way stuff.
2: Around the Way. That's
5: pretty awesome. Even though it's out of your genre, we'd love to hear that. But if you can't do it, that's
2: great. Around the Way. If I had the around the way stuff here, I would <laughs> definitely play it. Cuz, you know, those are those are good memories. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But what I can do is I can splice it right now into the podcast. What, what song from you around have to do that? What song from around the way do you want Really into you. Really into you by around the way? Yeah. Coming up next. <laughs> really into you from around the way. Another Michael Anthony project. Splice it in, Jose. Boom. Here's an oldie but goodie. <laughs>